Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome to the continuation of season six of this The Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Matt and I have something I need to share. So uh, I've been doing this program now for three weeks and look, I'm going to be honest, I've made too many mistakes. I, I'm, I'm just not doing very well. Um, I'm hoping we could maybe start afresh Courtney, can we just wipe the slate clean and just try again? Like I won't attempt to address the reasons why I'm struggling, but if we, I just can just start all over again, I'm hoping that with the same approach I'll get a different outcome. No. I'm sorry, what? You can't. <laughs> oh, fucking, this doesn't work for me. You're a fucking shit coach. Fuck you. You know, it's funny when you started that and you were like, I've started, I've, I've been doing this program for three weeks. I thought you were talking about, this the podcast <laughs> i was like what yeah i've been i've been hosting this podcast for three weeks you know what this show sucks i thought you were talking about the podcast as the program you've been doing for three weeks and i was like hang on a second what and then i realized what you were doing but i'm glad we're on the same for page. a second there i was like confused <laughs> all right so yes welcome to the continuation indeed of season six of the weight loss podcast as i not so subtly hinted at this episode, we're going to discuss why you really need to stop starting from scratch. Yes. Uh, with me, as always, is Courtney. Hello, dear. Hello. Courtney, how many times have you started from scratch or started, you know, started again fresh in the past? How many times have you wiped the slate clean? Oh, attempted to is probably the better way to describe it. Yes. Um, I don't know an exact number, okay. but there's definitely been like more more than I can count on one hand, okay. that's for sure. Can can we just accept lots as an answer? Lots. Okay. So do can we agree that this is not so much a healthy sustainable approach? No. No, it's definitely not a sustainable approach. Okay. So we are going to you listening would no doubt identify with this. Because chances are you've done this yourself because I have plenty of times. Don't ask for an exact number. I'll say the answer is lots <laughs> um, until I realise the futility of it. Um, and no doubt you have been in a similar situation yourself where, you know, it's okay, I'll just try and start again on Monday or start again with, with a new program or a new coach or whatever. And tend to be the same shit happening all over again. Yes. Now... In, uh, in talking this through, uh, Courtney and I figured out through, through our own experiences and our own sort of, you know, what we've observed over the years that there are two different types of people that, with this. Yes. So obviously, the, you know, the theory behind this is that, you know, like, well, if I stop and start again from scratch, it'll just magically be fixed the next time out. Yes. Not true? Not true. Okay. So 
this is a, a deeply flawed way to look at things and a deeply flawed approach. Yeah. One and that, sorry, after, you want to say, Courtney? I was just going to say there's a lot of people as well that don't realise how often they do this. So it's something mm. as well that you can you can get into the rhythm of doing without even recognising it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a really important uh, habit to be able to identify and to be able to work on. Well, yeah, as we'll get into now as we break this down with, with the two different types of people that, that tend to, to go through with this, we'll discuss uh, the first group, you might say, and, you know, illustrate the, the issues uh, around that and give tips on how to get beyond that and then go to the next group from there. Yeah, yeah. I think basically there's – yeah, Matt's right. There's there's two different types of people that that when we were sitting down talking about this, we've sort of identified, and you've got the first. It's just easier to say group. You know, a first group for lack of a better word, it'll do. Is what what happens with this group is with the stop and start approach. They will stop one thing that they're doing, and then. They will restart, but they will restart a new program or methodology or trainer, a trainer or whatever. Yep. Diet. So mm-hmm. it's it's stopping one, and then starting something completely different. Yep. Um, the second type of people that we'll talk about uh, soon is the people who stop what they're doing, and then they want to restart, but they will restart the same program or methodology or trainer or diet. So two two different groups. So we'll start with the the first one that I mentioned, which is you've got the group of people who are doing something for X amount of time. They just randomly decide one day that they are going to stop and they're going to restart on X day. Call it Monday because it does seem to be the popular day to start. So we're going to restart on Monday but we are going to be restarting a entirely new program or methodology or coach or diet. Yeah, so you know, this this sort of person's probably done some homework on what the next thing's going to be. Yes. Um, the phrase I would use is honestly the next shiny object. Yes. Yes. So this is kind of an extension of sh- shiny object syndrome. Um, so oh, got this thing over here that looks pretty good that my coworker's doing, See, or that I saw on the internet. Back in the day, it would have been the next new diet that was pu- uh, published in the magazine. You know, every oh. time, every time you start talking like that, you're kind of dating yourself, even <laughs> though you're not exactly old, which no, is frustrating to me. It is funny though to be part of that generation that sort of borders on pre internet and Facebook and Instagram and post. Mm, um, mm. But back when I was a teenager growing up, I do remember it was always like whatever was in the next magazine, you know, or That's they the would, next thing to go or they to. would um, spotlight a celebrity's training program or, or diet regime. And they would do this big article on it. Well, like how so-and-so did this to get in shape for their movie. Correct. Yeah. And it was probably bullshit anyway. But they just slapped the name on there. Like this mm. is what Angelina Jolie did to mm. get into shape for, yeah. you know, X movie. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Mm. And they would post it up in the magazine and they would do like this like four-page spread over it. And that's what you then wanted to do. 
Or, you know, then, and then the next thing came out and then the next thing. Um, and then there were ads for different diets and things like that. But that's where I remember seeing all those things. But, of mm. course, now it's even more well, readily available. I would, um, I would say it's far, far, far worse now um, yes. just because there's so much noise coming from so many different directions. It can be so-and-so at work is doing yes. this and, oh, oh, my coworker says she's lost three kilos in two days. Like, oh, fuck, I've got to go and do that. Or some dickhead fucking influencer you follow on Instagram is like, oh, I do this to get shredded. And it's like, okay, I'll do what they do because I don't know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing. Well, then you've got paid paid uh, ads. Um, ads. Or you've got the influencers that are paid to promote training programs. <laughs> And then you've yeah. got the paid ad. So as soon as you click on one thing, or not even click on it half the time, I reckon as soon as you say it out loud, suddenly your phone is showing you ads for these for these things. Yeah, it's, like it, the it, targeting it's, is just yeah. out of control. Oh, I've I've noticed that as well. But it can also be like I'm let's be fair, you can listen to dickheads like us on a podcast and go, Oh, well, gee, they sound like they know what they're talking about. I'm like, go and do what they're fucking doing. Yes. So there's noise everywhere yes. and I can understand how it can be Overwhelming, yeah, and distracting. However, it's it that doesn't make this a, a healthy approach. No. Anyway, so you've got the you've got this type that will will stop and start or start afresh with you know different program, different diet, different trainer, whatever. Um, to me, these people are clearly are lacking a purpose. Yes. Um, and probably haven't really established like why they're doing this. Not so much why they're why they're going from you know stop start stop start, but they haven't established like what am I looking for? What the outcome goals are? What am I, why am I, why am I doing this? What am I? What's my purpose? I tend to find as well. Then they often people have outcome goals, but they're very surface level. So it's yes. oh. I, I just I just want to get in better shape, or can I, I just don't I feel it? good. Can I say it? I just want to get fit and tone up. Yeah. So very surface level goals. But yeah, they, you're right, Matt. They're lacking what usually other, that what, purpose of... What other surface level goals would you be referring to with things like this? Because I use the, the, the most fucking cliched one of all. I just want to get fit and tone up. Like that means nothing. Or it could be things like I want to be healthy. It could be, it could be something like that. But I also think sometimes surface level goals can even be... Basically anything where there's just an outcome, but there's really no other thought put into it. So it could be like, oh, I have a wedding coming up or oh, Christmas the time is frame. coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still a fine goal. There's nothing wrong with having those sort of goals. Mm. But there's usually not thought put in behind above, like below that. So there's not any more thought put into it other than I want to look good for this event. Well, here's the thing. Um, to me, that is the is not establishing the differences between what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. Yes. Well, and, that, then, and that's the perfect way to describe and it. And then, well. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, 100%. The finger's just hovering there. But, but yeah, it is yeah. It is establishing the differences between the what and the why. But I also, also think then it's this type of person is lacking a long-term outlook with this. Yes. So it's like, well, you know, as you said, Courtney, like I've got a wedding coming up or I've got a Christmas party coming up or insert event here. There is indeed no problem at all with having goals like that. In fact, I find them very useful very. because you need to have targets you're aiming for. But what happens after that? You need to have a bit – and that's so why the you, word purpose 
I think is a perfect way to describe it, mm. is a lack of purpose. So some people say, oh, but I have a reason why. Because often we talk about find your why. And people say, but I have found my why. I want to lose weight because of this. And I think that's great, but it, you're only halfway there. You really need a mm. purpose. You need to know really why you're doing it and what you want to achieve beyond it. And it's and it's a full it's a full sort of evaluation if you'd well, like. You can you can then go a step further with that and say that it's it's missing, it's not answering the question of what will this do for you. Yeah. So, to me, it's like well, no one even if you've got someone who is is in this category of stopping and starting and going from program to program to program. They're not doing it because they want to sign up for programs. No. They're looking for something. Yes. What that something is has probably not been fleshed out well enough. No. Now, a note that, that you've put in here, Courtney, that I wouldn't mind getting you to elaborate on is um, they have no faith in what they're doing. Yeah. So to me, like one of the other really sort of telltale traits of somebody who is um, – stopping and starting with different programs or methodologies is that they haven't got any faith in the ones that they're doing. So this is where I feel like there is one sort of big characteristic difference between this group and the next group, which is they clearly don't have any faith in the actual program that they're currently undertaking. So that's why they're, they're, very quick and inclined to just jump at the next thing that they're seeing because it looks more promising in the, at the time or, you know, that person got good results or, you know, my friend my friend Bethany said that she got great results on this or, you know, they're very – it's very much easy and I fall into – My friend Bethany, very specific. I don't know. Um, I just picked a name. Um, but I, I've fallen into this one in the past because um, – I think that I have I have also lacked faith in 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 the past of what I was doing, and that's when I think that that's you can fall into that really really easily. You can fall into the no no faith in what you're doing. You don't have. Um, I think it comes in to back to purpose a little bit as well because um, it falls in there. If you don't have a purpose in what you're doing and you're lacking in faith in the program or the coach that you're or the diet that you're trying to to work with, it's a recipe for disaster. And there's no wonder that people just that they lose they lose interest. And also I will also say that we all know that weight loss is hard and changing habits is is really hard. Mm. So if you're if you're going to go through those really hard things, but you have no faith in how you're going about it, well, that, then it's very easy to stop. Well, of course it is, and that that leads to what I said before, talking about shiny object syndrome. Like you're more likely and more susceptible to being distracted by the noise or the next thing that that gets put in front of you. Like, oh, well, mm, that might be what I'm looking for. I might go try that instead. This definitely opens you up for shiny object syndrome. And yeah. it's very easy to see with people. Yeah. Um, so I think you've established that well. Um, I, one of the phrases I use, use with people like this is that they're diet hoppers. And it's you know, hopping from just you know, trying diet to diet to diet to program to program to trainer to trainer. 
going around in circles, taking the same, taking the same outlook to the next program, mm. the same sort of mentality to the next program. And to be honest, this type of person is generally going to be the one when they decide that it's time to, you know, I'm going to start from scratch with the next fucking program. They're the ones that will say, oh, well, the one I'm leaving, it just didn't work for me. Yet they're also the same person who has not put in or has put in very little to no actual sustained effort mm. with what they were doing previously. It's I'm going to be real, real frank with this. 99 times out of 100, the person that says, oh, well, you know, that just didn't work for me. No, you didn't work for it. Well, I think it's very easy to blame a program when you've got no no faith and no investment in it yep. really in the first place. Also, it's also, to me, it's going just a step further. It's just a, another example of blame shifting and avoiding responsibility. Yeah. And I, I think this when when you get stuck in this sort of diet hopping, stop start, mm. changing changing programs sort of habit, there's obviously underlying things that you need to really be fixing here. But I think in terms of like the biggest tip for this sort of group is asking yourself and really being honest with yourself, what are you searching for? Because you are chopping and changing to different programs, so you're clearly searching for something. So I think the biggest question to be asking yourself before we even look at the habit of stop starting I think in this category, the biggest elephant in the room, which is you're trying too many different programs, has to be addressed first because you can't work on, to me, I don't know how you feel, Matt, but I feel like until you set your goals and you set yourself on one methodology, one thing, one ch- like lifestyle change that you're going to make, then you, you can't start addressing these little habits of, okay, why are you stopping and starting and that sort of thing. I think that you really have to address the biggest thing, biggest elephant in the room first, which is what is it that you're searching for? What haven't you found with trying all these different things that you need because you're changing all the time? So to me, I'd, my, my biggest thing would be to asking yourself, okay, what, what is it that you're searching for? Have we moved in, into tips? Yes. Did I miss that? I just said the biggest tip that I would give. Okay, cool. Uh, how am I going? Well, if we moved into tips, I completely, obviously completely agree. Um, the, the phrase I would use, I mean, we're kind of saying the same thing with different words, is like, what do you win this for? Yeah. Are you, are you in this for the quickest fix possible? To get to the you know to get to the, a short destination without thinking of what happens afterwards, versus are you in this for the rest of your life? Mm. And this is a thing that, to be fair, I can understand why people can develop this type of mentality because the unfortunate fact is, in our line of work and the the market that we are in, this is the shit that gets sold to people. We'll help you get in the best shape of your life for for Christmas, eight weeks from now. The the you know the six week summer shred, or hey, let's let's detox with a twenty one day detox and just garbage like that. That's why I can't really blame people um, for 
you know, sort of developing mentalities like this. Problem is it doesn't serve the greater good. And I, I would start, the tip I would give is just asking like, why am I in this? What am I in this for? And again, do I want this for a short-term fix or do I want this long-term? Because I'll be very clear about this, very clear. The people that have long-term success with this, and by long-term success, I don't mean they're happy for the rest of their life and they have no more problems, but they're the ones that have moved well beyond bullshit like this and have made real meaningful improvements, those sorts of people aren't the ones that are in it for the quickest way out, yeah. the easiest solution. Mm. The, the one that you know, a person that we're talking about here to me are often the sort of person, type, of, type of people that are looking for the most amount of change from the least amount of effort. Which by, the, which, by the way, I can understand. Yeah. And in, in, like, I actually agree with that to a point. I guess a better way to look at it is they want to change without having to change mm. is a better way to actually say that. Except change requires change. Yes. So sort of echoing what Courtney was saying, there, there needs to be a level of honesty, probably an uncomfortable level of honesty about what are you searching for and why are you doing this? Why are you in this? Yeah, because I think ultimately if you are happy with just trialing all these different programs and oh, it makes you feel stopping good. and starting, yeah. if you like that and you haven't got a big goal that you're aiming towards, you just like trying out different things, go for your life. There's I, nothing wrong with it, mm. but you have to be like but. Ultimately, if you are happy with that sort of thing, you're probably not listening to us right now. I was just going to say that exact <laughs> thing. They're not you, listening to us. You're not listening to us. So chances are if you're listening to us right now and if you fall into this group, you are not happy. You're not, you're not satisfied with the outcome. No. Uh, and the thing is there, there's, no, there's no way to sugarcoat this. Like you're going to have to look to change your approach. Yeah. And when I say change your approach, I don't mean look for another fucking program or another trainer or another diet, like look at your approach mentally between your ears. And a phrase that Courtney likes to use is extreme ownership. Take that ownership of like, well, hang on, why am I doing this? Like, what am I in this for? What's my purpose with this? What yeah. If I stick with this, what am I hoping to get from it? Yes. Yes. And it, it, it does need to go beyond just, oh, well, I've got an event coming up. Okay, what happens after that? Yeah. Because the smart ones and the people who think long-term with this, like say say someone comes to us, right? They want our help. And, you know, um, we're recording this towards the end of the year. And, oh, I want to I get in great shape for Christmas. The first question I would ask, what about after Christmas? Mm. Yet that's not a question that gets asked enough. Like, what? okay, what's after that? Yeah. Anything else you want to add to here? Do we move on to no, uh, group number of, two? No, I think I think we'll move on because there's a lot of what we're going to be talking about in group two that will overlap. Okay. So I think if you are listening and you find yourself that, yep, that group one nails me, this will still also help you. So group two, as I mentioned earlier, is very similar. So these are the people that are still stop starting. They're still 
going X amount of time doing their program and then they randomly will decide to stop mm. and they want to restart but restart the same program. Which Now, the best way I can describe this is like we've had it with clients of ours. Yes. So you might you might have um you might have a, a person say the person that we work with that might disappear or go MIA as we like to say for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and here's the thing we know when people go missing it's not because they're missing doing the work yes no one goes missing doing the fucking work it's because things ain't getting done yes and then if you know, some people that do that will just disappear into the ether and it's like, well, pff, mate, good luck fixing that. Some will come back like, oh, yeah, like, look, I know I've made a few mistakes. I mean, it's not the way I open the show. I know I've, I know I've made a few mistakes. Um, I haven't done this or I haven't done that. Is there a chance I could restart my program, please? I just want to start again fresh. Wipe the slate clean. Yes. Um which the, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, like, why, again, what we said before, Courtney, why are you looking to stop, start, or start from scratch again in the first place? Yeah. Like, you then you then take it a step further, and the next question needs to be, like, are you hoping to start again from scratch without addressing the reasons you stopped in the first fucking place? <laughs> yes. Which, unfortunately, tends to be the answer to that is, without realising it, Yes. That is what tends to happen, except this is such a flawed approach because if you're looking to start again from scratch without addressing the reasons why you stopped in the first place, those reasons are going to follow you again. Yeah. And they'll be with you on the next cycle. And I think it's really easy for us just to move on when we think about this because as mentioned, Matt, you've you've stop started in the past everyone has i've stopped started in the past yeah and i looking back when you know we we're talking about doing this episode and I'm, mm. I'm thinking back on my time when i've stopped started and i can definitely see that i never stopped to think why so i never stopped to think why i wanted to stop start other than the obvious as maybe it was that i've just i've gone off the rails for a couple of weeks or i haven't done done it properly or I've made this many mistakes or you know mm. x amount but you never stop to really think about that it's just a bang reset and I think that also comes down which is, well, I won't get into it because I could go on on a whole nother tangent and, and it's a whole nother episode but it also does come down to a lot of what we're pushed in our culture right now which is just start again just a restart. The amount of times you see advertisement of, oh, restart or kickstart or reboot and all this sort of reset. shit. Reset. Reset. Fuck off. Um, like all of this shit that's pushed into us, the other part of our culture, which is instant gratification, which is mm. what we want, mm. and it, it leads us to not being happy. You know, if we're not getting constant results or we're making too many mistakes, we're not happy with it. But as I said, that's a whole other tangent that I won't go down. But I think if we really look at the the symptoms, Matt, that we discussed that when we were talking about this particular problem that we've we sort of came up with some of the the issues of why why does this happen? The why most does, common ones. Yeah. Why does one do this? And especially taking our own 
personal examples, our history, um, we came up with a few, which is um, one would was fear of failure. So that one's obviously pretty prevalent in a lot of people that we work with, definitely myself, definitely with you, Matt, as well. Currently or previously? Previously. Previously, yes. Not with you right now. I have no fear of failure now because I know I've, I've defined what failure is. I think yeah. we both have. So fear of failure, not wanting to look bad. I think that's one of the biggest ones with this. Yeah. Um, that and there's one we're going to touch on shortly that I think are the two biggest. Yes. But continue, please. The all or nothing approach or the perfectionism oh, approach. Yep. Uh, short-term thinking. And looking to rewrite history, or or wipe away, wipe wipe the wipe the board, or wipe the slate clean, wipe away anything that's that's happened, any mistakes that have been made. All those mistakes I made previously, and uh, all those all those bad habits don't count because I've just reset the board. I'm starting I'm starting from scratch. And that I think count. I think is maybe I agree. Not wanting to look bad is right up there, but I think. Wanting to wipe the slate clean might be the biggest one because we do, a lot of us do have this this image when we say, oh, yeah, we're going to restart. We're going to start fresh. And you're right. It's that mentality of, well, all those mistakes that I made don't count anymore. Unsurprisingly, um, I completely agree. I think the biggest one of all these is without question uh, – a problem that people have with how they view making mistakes or how they view getting things wrong for whatever that means. And well, Hey, if I, if I start from scratch, like it, those things don't count now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the biggest one um, followed by not wanting to look bad. I agree. I think that they're, they're two really, really big ones. And I think that as much as, as much as we talk about making mistakes as much as people admit, like, agree, like, yes, I know I'm going to make mistakes, making mistakes suck. I think the phrase you're looking for is talking the talk. They do, they suck. Mm. And I think that we all get sucked into this idea that... Do they really suck, though? It's not the best feeling. I don't think you could, anyone could sit there and say, even if you are the most resilient person that... You couldn't sit there and say, oh, yeah, making mistakes is great. Okay. Guess what? I feel like we can train ourselves to think like that. I'm going to. I don't think naturally there are many oh, people okay. out there. That's what you're getting at. Okay. Because I am going to sit here and say, yes, making a mistake is great. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I'll explain better. So I, I don't think naturally, I should have said, mm-hmm. that there are many people out there. There's still some, okay. so you can't see everyone. What you're saying is it's a learned belief. and a For learned, most people. I That I completely agree with. I don't yes. think there's many people out there who naturally would sit there and have a good feeling about making mistakes. Completely agree. Um, I know just my, my personal experience, that is the exact same thing where you, you gr- you're sort of growing up and you either it's a learned behavior or just it is what it is. As human nature, you fear mistakes. You fear looking bad, you know, like you fear getting things wrong. Yeah. But once again, um, I would like to point to the sign hanging over my head, Courtney, which says what? Forget the mistake, remember the lesson. 
How many times on this podcast have you said that over the years? I don't know, a lot. And it's it, it's it's going to follow us. Yes, isn't it? So I do agree that it is it is definitely a learned mindset, but it's one that is honestly has to be learned to make real progress with this. Because I I do think the biggest issue with this group of people and the the stop start nature is how they view mistakes. Yes, and that's to me the biggest flaw in this approach is that there's to me there's no such thing as starting from scratch if you're willing to apply the lessons learned previously yes wiping away the slate clean might sound good in theory Mm. but it's actually honestly bullshit if you're not willing to learn from your previous experiences because the learning is what makes you better the next time out Kind of getting into into tips there a little bit. That's okay. But it is what it is. Um, anything you'd like to add in terms of framing this situation or do we now move on into tips? I think that that's framed it pretty well. I mean, yeah, I think we go straight into tips. So if, if we start to talk about the tips of, of what to do if you find yourself guilty or, or not guilty but falling into the trap of, mm-hmm. of this um, – can I can I give the we haven't written this down. Can I give a first tip off the top of my head? This is the popping in my mind. Of course. Understand that weight loss and improving who you are inside and outside is not a pass or fail exercise. Yes. It's not about I've got to get things right and avoid getting things wrong. That approach is very unhealthy. Yes. Um, I think Anxiety-inducing, yeah, yeah, um, damages your relationship with yourself, and will not work, <laughs> and literally won't work. Do, does not work, but it's still worth pointing it out. It's an unhealthy way to approach this. Yeah, this is not pass or fail. No, in in terms of like, oh well, you made you made X number of mistakes. You need to stop doing this. Like, no, there's there's always a way back. There's always everyone. a way back and there's always going to be times where you make mistakes. Well, the thing is, he's ha- he. okay, get ready. I have for you a one-step guide on how to never make mistakes. You ready? Step one, don't do anything. That's it, you win. No more mistakes. Yeah. Their mistakes come through effort Yeah. and through a genuine interest in improvement because here's the thing, they're necessary. I think as well, remember that it's one of those things that I think we all get in the habit of doing, which is we separate parts of our lives and we feel like there's different rules that apply. So oh, yeah. So it's okay if I make a mistake at work on the new job, but I can't make a mistake with my training program or I can't fuck up my food prep. But it's just, it's all one life. So yeah. it's all your life. Yeah. So we have to f- stop thinking of parts of our lives as separate. Mm. And so we have to take the pressure off ourselves whether it's got to do literally with any parts of our life. So work, you know, parenthood, uh, weight loss, uh, just being the best uh, friend or partner you can be, um, all of these things are just one life. And because you're not on a diet, you are implementing these, these new habits into your lifestyle. So you're bringing in you know, a good exercise routine, you're bringing in good food choices, good good liquid choices. These things 
are just part then of your life. So you have to approach them the same way you would approach any other part of your life, which is that if you make a mistake, it's okay. They're going to happen. You don't have to like it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that right now you have to become happy with making mistakes. No, because as Matt pointed out, it is a learned behavior, I believe, and you are going to have to work on that. And some people are going to get it quicker than others. But Mm. I will tell you that you have to start being okay with being uncomfortable sometimes. And making mistakes is just another one of those uncomfortable things. Well, it's 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 a discussion about humility. And, and being prepared to be humble and humbled in in some situations. Yeah. And I would, like, without turning this into a, a, a part two of, we did a podcast a few years ago, Courtney, called Why It's Okay to Make Mistakes. Without getting too far into that, I will say that the reason, like, you and I know anything about what we're talking about is not because we're good or not because we're geniuses or because we've got it all figured out, it's because we've fucked everything up and have learned. Yeah. And that's how it will continue in the future. We're only as good as we are because of our mistakes. And I think that's the biggest one when we're talking about the the problem that people have with, with this is, you know, they just want to re you know wipe the board clean and restart. The problem is because you haven't identified those mistakes that you made or why why they happened you haven't learned from them you haven't had the lesson you're just trying to bypass the lesson and go straight to erasing it well i think you've touched on the point there is it is it a case of not also though not identifying the mistakes or are you actively trying to avoid them you're actively trying to avoid them i think by by having that mentality of i just want to wipe it all clean and start fresh you're not taking the opportunity to sit in that uncomfortable moment and learn from it, you are going to make those mistakes again. That it's not even a, you probably will, you might. No, 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 you will. You will. It's the, funny because it's true. Because yeah. it's, it's a habit. It's not even your fault. It's a habit now. You've created a habit or you've, uh, you've created something that now you're going to just do over and over again because you're giving your brain the out. You're telling yourself, great, I can just wipe this clean and start again. Can and I, you're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep <clears throat> trying to do it. Can I just please slightly disagree? You're there? allowed to disagree. Actually, it is your fault. Mm. If you keep making the same mistakes and keep repeating the same patterns and choosing not to work on them, It, I guess use the key word. It's around choice. Yeah. So to me, if someone, if someone makes like the same mistake, you know, the first time out, like that's, that's how this works. That's, that's, that's how the game works. If someone makes the same mistake repatedly, it becomes, they are the actual problem. They're making, I'm not they're, make, they're, make, they're making the choice. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting a bit pedantic. No, here, I think it's a good point. But in terms of, you know, we always talk about responsibility and ownership. Like, hey, one mistake, life. Yeah. Two mistakes, mm, red flag. Three plus mistakes, you're the problem. I think just, I want to also just touch on a couple of the other things that we mentioned earlier, which was, if if short term thinking, if that's what you're you're falling in the trap of. Yeah. Really, you really have to go back to me. The tip there for me is you've got to have to go back to your goals. Your goal setting, remember you 
like the goal setting you did in terms of your really big goal and then your progress goals and remember that you knew how long this was going to take. So don't let yourself fall into the trap and listening to the outside noise that, oh, it should be faster or I should be seeing results by now. Go back to the fundamentals of what you did at the start, which was your goal setting, your planning. Why am I in this? Why are you in this? Yeah. Are you overlooking some of the invisible changes, you know, and the wins that you've had along the way? Um, those are the sort of things that you really need to be looking at if you're falling into the short-term thinking mindset. Yep. And the other one I really want to touch on is that we touched on people that don't want to look bad. Mm. And this is one that comes up repeatedly, I think, sometimes. I think we all just need to also remember, I think there's, with that, to me, Matt, there's a fear of judgment. Yeah, well said. There, there's a fear of judgment, and we've we've touched on this in the past when we talked about you know going to the gym because people have this fear that they're going to be judged, and mm-hmm. and a lot of things in our life we get a fear of being judged, and sometimes it's because we've had judgment before, and now we're fearing it again. Yep. I, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, nobody cares about you and your life. Nobody's going to judge you. Just move on, because ultimately that's that would be incorrect in my mind, because. There's judgment, whether it be family, friends, loved ones, co-workers. Sometimes you're just going to have people out there that are going to judge you. And I think, though, that, again, we need to work on our resilience with that. We have to remember that there's going to be judgment in the world, and we do it ourselves. Family member does something, whether it be weight loss related or not, someone does something and you think, oh, why did she wear that? or I don't know, something, life choice or parenting style or we all have the thoughts, whether we say it out loud or not, we're thinking it sometimes about other people. So we all have that little bit of judgment in us. So, of course, a normal person would think, oh, we're going to cop it back sometimes, whether it's said out loud or someone's going to think it. Well, also, I think worse than that is how easy it can be to judge yourself. And judging yourself. And I think though, so I'm not going to sit here and say, no one's ever going to judge you. Just move on from the judgment thing. Don't worry about what people think yeah, or, that's or say. That is a fantasy thing to say. What I, what I will say though is that usually as much as, and I think you just touched on it there, Matt, mm-hmm. as much as other people might think things or judgment or say judgmental things, you are going to be your worst critic. And mm. if you let that affect you, then you've already lost. Like you you have to work on pushing through and not – and this is where having that, that really big support system or leaning on a coach comes, comes really essential because they're the people then you reach out to for the, for the opinions that matter because you can't take everyone's opinion in life all the time. It's too much. Well, it's just noise. Um, I – we, you know, talking about tips, I would just say that if you're not willing to to really honestly address and work on these, uh, we'll call them cornerstone habits, the the real big bad habits that you know lead to things like you know the stop starting. I want to start from scratch. Like they're just going to follow you into the next restart, and the one after that, and after that, and after that. Yeah, there's there's these sort of 
things that we've just been talking about. These are these are all things that you could be finding one of these, you could find several of them, you could find all of them. If you really sat down and looked at what you were doing and why you were doing it, and I think we we always talk, Matt, about simplifying things when you want to change something. Yeah. I would look at what you think is the number one biggest problem that is causing you to do this. That is the cornerstone habit for yes. sure. Yeah. So find the number one thing that you think you can address. So if you find yourself listening to this thinking, oh, shit, I do all of those, fear of failure, don't want to look bad, perfectionism, you know, oh, short-term thinking. Pick one. Pick the worst one you think that is leading you to do this over and over and over again. More than the others, yeah. And start focusing on that because the rest of these will pop up, trust me, in other places and you'll have time to work on them too. But you also find that if you have the guts to work on the cornerstone habit, like what you identify and you feel is the worst one, there's a pretty good chance that improving that may actually improve the others as a nice little byproduct. And I think for me personally, for my personal experience, yep. I am con- I'm still working on some of these things. So my fear of failure, my own perfectionism, my own um, uh, not wanting to look bad, these are things that I still have in certain situations and I'm still working on them. But I think just having that, Awareness. Have you improved? Absolutely. Out of sight. So I think having that awareness and being able to continually work on and improve yourself when it comes to these sort of things, I think that that is a, a, is a really, really isn't big that, deal. Isn't that a good little insight into why you're never a finished product? Yeah, it is. No yeah. matter how much better you get, you're never a finished product. If you, I think that comes with a growth mindset. I think so too because I I truly also believe that I will never stop working on my body so I'm never going to stop working on my mind because I'm never going to stop eating well or trying to, you know, ensure that I have great exercise programs. You know, whether I'm actively trying to lose weight or just live that lifestyle because now that I have that lifestyle, I don't want to go back. Mm. So that's always going to be something I'm working on. That, that reminds me of a fantastic phrase I learned a little while ago. Um, I've come too far to only come this far. Yeah, it's a great that, – that's actually the perfect way to put it. Mm. And I think to me, I always want to have that growth mindset as well. So I'm always working physically to stay healthy and to stay you know, feeling good. And if I want to then improve the way that I look, I'll add that component in too. Mm-hmm. But I'm always, at the very least, wanting to stay to stay feeling good. Well, you want to you want to sort of maintain what you've created for yourself. Yeah, and that, that's that's I think that's not possible with the short term approach that comes with things like this. From you know this whole starting from scratch mentality. I agree, and I think mm. I think the biggest thing when I hear like starting from I just want to I just want to restart. Yeah, I think we'll restart what. Mm. but restart what because we're you know especially when we're talking what we 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 do which is not a diet which is developing these these uh new habits into your lifestyle what is it that you want to restart yeah this this sort of a a a mentality a a wipe the slate clean mentality can often happen at least in our experience when you try and apply a diet mindset 
to what should be a long-term holistic approach. Yeah. Well, one, actually I'll just quickly put it in, is one thing we haven't mentioned, which is or you're trying to do too much at once and you're getting overwhelmed and you just think, oh, no, I just need to restart. Mm. No, maybe you don't actually. That's a very good point. Maybe you just need to pull back a little bit and think about whether you're trying to do too much. Well, I mean, this this that then comes out to you know the whole less is more. Yeah, thing that we, it. The, the less is more approach that we are so passionate about. Yeah, don't try and fix everything at once. Simplify. We did ep- we did an episode on that called "Why You Should Stop Trying to Fix Everything at Once." I'm so glad you've got a great memory because I would not have remembered that title. <laughs> You don't even know what fucking season this is. It, it's not really my fault that I forget what season we're up to because we didn't start doing the season thing at the start. How long have we been doing this podcast for now? Uh, four and a half years. Four and a half years. So Now ask me how many years we've been doing seasons for. How many years? Two and a half. Yeah, see? I don't know what season we're up to. You're cute. All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Let's. Uh, that was enough of us waffling on, but I hope yeah, that time, all made sense. Time for us to shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah, if it didn't make sense, well, pff, just sorry. let us know. Just, we'll do part nah, two. Unsu- unsubscribe. <laughs> fucking just. If we don't make sense with this, just start from scratch. Just go to the next oh, thing. No. no. All right. Well, wrapping it up, we've had enough of your time. Thank you for sticking with us this far. If you are not in our Facebook group, make sure Why not? that you. Enter. Why the fuck not? Join us, enter the Facebook group. If you just search the Weight Loss Podcast, funnily enough, on Facebook, you will find us. Even easier, uh, there's a link directly to it in your podcast app. Even easier, even easier. Um, We do have an email address if you would like to send us an email. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Absolutely. Make sure you reach out. We love that because also the, the emails that we get we will put those you know, we put those in future Q&A episodes. So we like to answer those emails ourselves verbally with podcast episodes. Yes, much easier. Um, but also more enjoyable for us. Absolutely. Better explain things, like just talk through it. Absolutely. Um, you'll find um, uh, there's a show notes page for, for this and every other episode of our wonderful podcast over at theweightlosspodcast.com. So you'll find just notes on each episode as well as other resources that we have available to you, other free resources on the website that we, if they weren't useful, we wouldn't have them there. Uh, So, yeah, theweightlosspodcast.com is where you can go for that. Courtney, we're done. We're done. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. I wasn't thanking you. I I didn't think you were. That's why there was this awkward little gap. (laughs) you. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 